Good day everyone and welcome to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth Made Easy. My name is Mike Raz, a Wealth Manager here at BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation. And you're listening to the third episode of our Investment Jargon Buster series. Here, we simplify complex investment terms and debunk investing myths. Our wish is to help first-time or new investors like many of you to realize that investing is not as complicated as you think. Today, we are going to break down the parts of the key information and investment disclosure statement, or what we call the KIDS. And to do this, we are joined today by our product manager, Ms. Jonah Mathematico. Hi, Jonah! Hello, Mike! Thanks for having me today. Of course! Alright, so first of all, what is this KIDS and what is its relevance to our listeners? Okay, Mike, so before I answer your question, uh, let me first establish that it's really easy to learn more about investing or to learn more about a fund by simply searching the internet. Google is our best friend. Mm -hmm. But I highly suggest that people consider looking at the kids, which is one of the reliable sources available in the internet. Many of you who currently have investments with us or probably those who have asked for more information about a fund may have heard of this before. Through the kids, you find all relevant information about a fund. Think of it as a concise two to three pager performance report. And what's more, this is actually available for every UITF in the market and it's published at least on a quarterly basis. I see. Now, it may be hard to visualize how it looks for those who haven't seen a sample of a kid's yet. So for those tuned in right now, you may visit bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash S-T-F-K-I-I-D-S. Now, please check out this link to see a sample file of a kid's and so you could better appreciate the sections that we are going to talk about. Now let's continue. So Jones, we're seeing here a sample of KIDS file, no? So this is the BPI Invest Short-Term Fund KIDS. This is as of April 2021. Now what are the key information that our listeners can find from, from this document? All right, Mike. So the KIDS is divided into multiple sections. Our clients can find here the fund facts, which is located at the top section of the page. We have here the fund classification. Is it a money market fund, a bond fund, an equity fund? And this information is actually important for clients who are comparing different funds. Because at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you are comparing apples to apples, right? Right. You may also find in the same section when the fund was launched, the minimum amounts to invest, and the redemption settlement or how soon you expect to receive your money upon redeeming your investment. Okay. Within the first page as well, we will find other key information such as fees, investment objective and strategy, and the client suitability. Alright, thanks Jones. But uh, regarding that, why are these sections important for our clients? Well, Mike, everyone should consider all these information to determine if the fund is suitable to your requirements or to your current circumstances. For example, 
The client suitability section is important because it describes the type of investor that the fund is best suitable for. And we also advise there the investment horizon or the minimum time that we recommend you to keep the UITF or to stay invested in that fund. Um, for BPI Invest Short-Term Fund, for example, it is best for moderately conservative investors who have an investment horizon of at least one year. Okay. If you've already attended one of our previous webinars, you would recall that funds for moderately conservative investors have low risk and low returns. And because of its relatively stable price movements, we also recommend the BPI Invest Short-Term Fund as parking facility for our emergency funds or when waiting for other investment outlets that you can invest in. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the other hand, the key risks section lists down the inherent risks that comes with investing or investing in a specific fund. Okay. So when you're looking at this section, I want you to ask yourself, am I comfortable taking these kinds of risks? Ready ba ako for this? Kaya ko ba to? Because as what, what we always say here in AMTC, our BPI Invest and Odyssey funds are not deposit products. Right. Therefore, the returns are not guaranteed. So this section lists down all of these risks for your appreciation, for the appreciation of our clients and potential investors. Well, thanks for that, Jones. So just to review, this section of the kids contains various information such as the fun facts, investment strategy, client suitability, and of course, the key risks involved in investing. Now we move to the second part of the kids, and this is actually my favorite part because this is where we see the fund's performance and allocation. Now, could you tell us more about this? Really, Mike? Is that your favorite? Of course. <laughs> I don't know about me, but for our listeners, don't get overwhelmed with all these numbers. So we will just focus on the key ones, enough for you to appreciate the performance of the fund. And these are the NAVCO graphs, the cumulative performance, and the annualized performance. So first is the NAVPU graph. Okay. The NAVPU graph illustrates the historical performance of the fund. So as you can see in our example, it shows the past five years growth of the fund from April 2016 up to April 2021. Right. The, the lines are also color-coded, so you can differentiate the fund performance versus the benchmark performance. So for funds whose objective is to beat the benchmark, or the benchmark is sort of a standard of the performance of the fund, mm -hmm. um, this graph gives you a picture of how well the fund has delivered for the past few years. Thanks, Jonah. So I guess this NAVPU graph is for the more visual clients, no? Yeah. Those who want to see how the fund has performed historically. Now, how about the cumulative and the annualized performance, Jones? How do we read this? Okay, so um, let's focus on the three-year performance for this example. Okay. Let's say the client invested 10,000 pesos, our minimum for most of our funds, in April 2018. So since our annualized return is 2.42%, this means that by April 2019, the client's investment became 10,242 pesos. So, nag-gain na siya ng 2.42%. By the end of April 2020, the client's investment gains another 
2.42% and his new total is at around 10,490 pesos. By the end of the month of April 2021 or exactly three years after, ang total portfolio amount ng client is 10,743 pesos or a total of 7.43% cumulative return. So that's how um, the annualized return relates to the cumulative return in the kids. So in a nutshell, the annualized return is the equivalent per annum rate that you get every year over a given period of time. Nice. Thanks for that clarification, Joan. So basically, um, we're taking already and we are applying already yung concepts of compounding the client's money no, on a yearly right. basis. Alright. And this is how they are all tied up. No? Um, annualized returns and cumulative returns. Just, you know, tell me if I understood it correctly. In other words, if we invested 10,000 pesos three years ago and we stayed invested until 2021, the value of our investment should be 10,743 pesos now, diba? From a 10,000 peso um, initial investment, right? That's a cumulative gain of 7.43%. Now, on the other hand, if you look at the annualized return in the kids, this 2.42 is the average return per year if we compound it and reinvest it, correct? Tama correct, ba? correct. All right. Thanks for clarifying. Are there other sections that you would like to highlight? Uh, yes, Mike. Actually, this is very personal to me because I've been getting a lot of increase from potential investors or existing clients uh, asking, saan po ba naka-invest yung fund? So, for this last part, I would like to highlight the portfolio composition and the top 10 holdings of the fund. Okay. Here in the portfolio composition, you can see where the majority of the fund is invested into. So in our example, we can see that more than 90% of the BPI Invest short-term fund is invested in time deposits and money market instruments, while the remaining 10% is in government securities. Mm-hmm. For the specific holdings, on the other hand, we can see here at least the top 10. So we have the Philippine Treasury Bill or the T-Bills, and multiple time deposits issued by various banks. As you can see, each holding comprises a small percentage of the fund lang. Therefore, you know that your 10,000 peso investment is really diversified into various outlets by simply investing in one UITF. Okay. On the other hand, the last section of the kids naman contains a review of the month's market movement as well as the outlook and strategy. This is available for your reading, for the public's reading, so you can be updated of movements in the market. Great. Thanks for that, Jones. Um, and there you have it. Do you have any last words for our listeners? Uh, yes, Mike, actually. Uh, I guess as a final note, no. Uh, I know there's a lot of information, a lot of information. Uh, guide that we gave them but in case our listeners forget about these things i just want them to take note of two things one um, the beauty of investing in a uitf is really transparency the availability of all these information online that people just need to find and utilize and two 
that we should be more discerning of the things we read or hear about, um, say, for example, from the media or from our peers, and learn to ask the right questions. What type of fund are you talking about? What are the risks in investing in that kind of fund? Anong hawak niyang fund na yan? Ano yung sinabi mong 10%? Is that an annualized or cumulative return? Because uh, at the end of the day, what we hope through this podcast is that we want to enable people to make well-thought-out investment decisions. All right. Thank you so much, Jonah, for your exhaustive explanation of the kids. I hope our listeners were able to pick up a thing or two from today's topic. If you have further questions or if you have other concerns, send us an email at bpi underscore asset underscore management at bpi.com.ph. Again, my name is Mike Raz, and please watch out for another episode of the Investment Jargon Buster series. Thanks for tuning in to Wealth Radio, growing wealth made easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.